Good morning to my listeners in the United States and around the globe. This is We Live on a Planet. I am your host, Patrick. It is Friday, October 30th, 2020. This is episode 439 in the can, in the works, I should say. End of the month, October, ran by real quick, didn't it? It's a chilly start here in upstate New York with the temperatures of 37 degrees Fahrenheit. Feels like a chilly 28. Highs are going to be about 39 degrees Fahrenheit. Winds right now are currently out of the north, northeast, 15 miles per hour. We have a good show for you. I'm feeling a lot better than I was Monday, that's for sure. I had the ills, but I got a lot to talk about on this show. We'll have our positive quote. We'll head on over to the History Channel's website, the fact site, and get some wrinkles on our brain and learn something. Sit back, relax. I'm going to get a cup of coffee and enjoy enjoy it, and I hope you get one too. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Are we going to get any trick-or-treaters? I wonder. I'm curious. Last year... Pre-COVID, didn't even get any. All right, that's enough. (laughs) Got all kinds of sound effects for Halloween. Let's dive in, though, to our quote. I feel like I was yelling right when I first started out at the beginning of the show. Sorry. You know what it was is I did something a little different. I started, I set up a tripod and recorded the intro to the show and made a little video that I'm going to post to social media and TikTok and stuff like that because I'm, yeah, I'm 50. I'm too old to be on TikTok, but it, who's who says age is only a number? I'm trying to get We Live on a Planet to be heard even more places. Believe it or not, tomorrow will be the third year anniversary of We Live on a Planet. Yay! Kudos to that and to you for sticking around. I appreciate that. All right. Before I get sidetracked, here's the quote I had for us this morning. Focus on staying calm. Remember that depression is treatable and the feelings will not last forever. And, you know, I can talk so much about my experience with depression and being treated and how I've learned to live with it over the past 25 plus years. It was 25, almost 25 years ago that I was actually diagnosed with having bipolar. But I know that I was suffering from some kind of something going on, even at a young age. And I try to do everything I can with treatment and everything. And I think that one of the things that's helped me get through some of my depression now is wisdom or age, I guess, I, I instead of saying age, because I don't want to sound old, wisdom sounds better. <laughs> because I've learned that these feelings aren't going to last forever that I'm having. And even though they're so crappy at the time, and they feel like they're going to last forever. You know, my experience in my 50 some odd years is, it'll change. It's the only constant in life is change. But when you're in those states, it's it's hard to go through. And, and then, you know, the late Elizabeth Wurzel said, and she was only sadly only 52 years old when she died of breast cancer, she said, mental illness is so much more complicated than a pill. 
it, she excuse me she said mental illness is so more complicated than any pill that any mortal could invent which is true because it's medication just isn't always the answer it can be a treatment and it can help but uh studies have also shown that you know placebos work so who knows i mean a lot of it I think is talk therapy. I think a lot of it is acceptance. I think a lot of it is knowing that you're an individual and you're different in this world. And when we stop comparing ourselves with others is really when we're going to start living the life that is ours that we were given. That's not always easy to do. We want to compare and plus being in this social media bubble world that we live in like for like or listens and did they like my picture of my sushi or what you know what I mean it's it's weird I I'm really glad my oldest daughter said to my wife the other day that she's glad that she didn't grow up in social media time and I'm glad I didn't too I'm thankful for it and I like it right now because I have this ability to talk to you in the world you know, and, uh, but there's other times social media has been such a stain or us, whatever it is on our society. Trying not to be on a soapbox, but I'm feeling better from my CVS, my cyclic vomiting syndrome, which sounds so terrible and it sounds whatever, but it, it just kicks my butt when it comes in. And I've said before, it's like a thief in the night. It just comes in. I don't know it's coming. And then when it does, it just takes me down for a couple days. So thank you to my listeners who gave me some well wishes and reached out to me on my website or via my Google Voice number. And um, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I took those positive vibes to heart. So they were groovy. Stick around. We'll be right back. Oh boy, more, more sound effects. Hey, I figured my producer, I, I gave him car blanche. I said it's Halloween, almost Halloween time, so have fun with all the, the spooky sound effects. Oh my God, that was a terrible scream, huh? Hey, if you follow the show, the antenna for my Nissan is in. I got a call from the service manager, Jimmy not too long ago that the antenna is in and then it had to be painted black because my car is black and now it's getting installed Monday morning but I'm really nervous about it I have a lot of intrepidation about having this done because when my radio was taken out because at first they thought it was the radio there's a couple little marks on the dash that bothered me. I mean, you can't see it. Like if I were going to let you borrow my car, you wouldn't be able to notice it right away. But to me, I can see it and it's there and that bothers me. And so I'm worried about when they take down the whole headliner of my car has to come down in the inside and they have to fix the antenna. And then on the outside, put an external little, those little lumps. Um, it's not an antenna that's straight up nowadays. It's one of those uh, serious antennas or satellite antenna and there's a gasket housing around it and so I'm worried like about the seal and leak future leaking and 
when they have to take the headliners down the A pillars and the B pillars about the, that's stupid. But enough to where I had like a dream. I, I have really bizarre, vivid, vivid dreams anyways. And I was dreaming that I was younger and it was, for some reason I had my 92 Geo Storm because that was uh, the second brand new car I ever born. Uh, born. <laughs> this, the second, the second, whatever. It's not that funny. The second car that I ever bought, thank you, was a 92 Geo Storm because my first car, my 91 Nissan Sentra, I rolled three times. Once end over ride and walked away from that. I was a kid. And uh, shortly after got the Geo. Okay, I'm rambling. But I had a dream that for some reason I, I was at some place and I was drinking. And I don't drink anymore. I'm five years sober. But I had that I was drinking and somebody was like, hey, since you're drinking and you're not going to be driving anywhere, can, can us guys use your car for the night? And I was going with other people, and since I was drinking, I was carefree in my dream. And I was like, yeah, sure, take it, or whatever, for some reason. And then I realized somewhere in my dream, oh, no, I left, like, a backpack in there, and in there had my ID and my credit card and all this kind of crap. And so I went back to try to find my car, and it was gone. And they are like, oh, no, so-and-so has it now, and... I don't know who it was in my dream, but they had it. And I was like, oh, no. So I'm looking everywhere for my car. And then for some reason, I'm like, oh, they found it. And I'm watching people go over my car and taking apart, like, the taillights and other things like this. But I'm watching it almost like CSI or NCIS type stuff where it's all being done cordoned off and it's weird and so i think what it is is it's like my brain saying okay you're going to give your keys to somebody they're going to take your car and do all this kind of stuff and hopefully it comes back the way it is but in my dream it was a uh my 92 geostorm and and at the time my that geostorm was that teal color that real famous 90s color but in my dream it was red which is weird because my first car was red though Aren't dreams weird? And then I dreamt I could fly. I always fly in my dreams. Tell me about your dreams. I would love to have you call in sometime. Give me a buzz about how strange your dreams may be. Um, yeah. What are we going to do? Let's, instead of me just ramble on, I would like to head over to... Uh, the History Channel. It's alive. it's alive. Over at the History Channel when we come back. Welcome back. So glad you made it back to the show. All right. We are at the History Channel's website. I, the, some of the past couple episodes, I haven't gone, I've just came out and talked to you and I haven't, uh, done our normal things that we normally do and a lot of times I think that you guys like this maybe you like it maybe you don't but I think it's good to stretch your brain learn a little history have one of those oh yeah I forgot about that here's one 
Orson Welles, War of the Worlds Radio, play is broadcast October 30th, 1938. Welles was only 23 years old at the time. He made America and the world go crazy. They truly thought we were being invaded by Martians. And uh, that's how realistic it was. Kudos to you, Orson Welles. You're like one of those being here and broadcasting and talking out or and talking to you and doing that kind of stuff. To know that somebody was able to convey those type of feelings to that many people. Sadly, some people killed themselves and everything. It was, it just was really, 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 really a powerful, powerful broadcast that uh, flipped people out. So it's, you got to be careful with what you're saying, especially nowadays. I mean, people, <laughs> lies spread quicker than facts. And that's just, that's weird to me. That's weird. Okay, what else do we have? 1974 in sports, Muhammad Ali wins the Rumble in the Jumble. <laughs> Jumble? <laughs> jungle. Thank you. Spit it out. Rumble in the Jungle. When he knocks out 25-year-old champ George Foreman. Yeah, well, look at George Foreman today. Who doesn't have one of his grills? I have a George Foreman grill, and it works fantastic. U.S. Presidents, 1735, John Adams is born, the son of a farmer and a descendant of the Plymouth Rock Pilgrims. <laughs> 1864, westward expansion, the city of Helena, Montana, is founded after miners discover gold. Boy, people lost their mind during the gold rush, didn't they? Yoo-hoo, gold. Okay, that was random. <laughs> I loved Austin Powers, all those stupid movies. I just, I like to turn on stupid movies like that and just enjoy it. Like Napoleon Dynamite, stuff like that that is just obscure. And 1811, art, literature, and film history, Sense and Sensibility is published. Never read it, heard about it. I'm not that cultured, I guess. Uh, natural disaster and environment. 1991, perfect storm hits North Atlantic. On October 30th, 1991, the so-called perfect storm hits the North Atlantic, producing remarkably large waves along the New England and Canadian coasts. Didn't they make a movie out of that? I think they did. World War One. 1918, Ottoman Empire signs treaty with allies. Anytime I ever think of the Ottoman Empire, I think of my buddy Tamer, who lives in Turkey. And I met Tamer playing a video game, mobile video game, years ago. And we are still in contact. And when I was in rehab in California, I would talk to him and all that. I haven't talked to him in quite a while, but um, it's... It's remarkable because I forget that English is not his first language, and I'm a very quick talker, and I, I'll talk to him so fast, and his English to me, I think, is fantastic, and um, I have to slow down and everything like that. Um, okay, I think that was good. That was 
that was cool. We went on over to the History Channel's website. And um, I think when we come back, what we can do is head on over to um, bleh, spit it out. The facts site. How does that sound? Oh, it took a little while. <laughs> took a little while. Yeah. Okay. When we come back, the facts site and more. Come on back. <laughs> Welcome back. I don't know how this turned into a Halloween thing. It's not supposed to be. I just was, like I said, I let the producer have car blanche with the horror sound effects or whatever they are. All right, enough. Let's um, let's head on over to the facts site and learn some random fact. Why are black cats associated with Halloween? Well, Halloween is a time of the year when we get dressed up in scary outfits and decorate our homes with spooky trinkets, of course. But have you ever wondered why black cats appear at Halloween or why we dress up as them on this day? The furry, mysterious creatures have played an important part in history and have been associated with witchcraft. But where did this come from? And what makes a black cat different from any other cat? Well, besides its color, nothing. But on October 31st, every year, we decorate our homes with spooky decorations, and black cats are usually a part of these. This is mostly because of the superstitious reputation. As Halloween is known for its window to the dead, in more recent years, many people has started to decorate their homes with anything associated with witchcraft and superstition. The idea was that by displaying spooky elements, it would scare off any bad souls that might be passing. It was thought that displaying a black cat would offer protection to the household. This was how black cats became a symbol of Halloween. Uh, why are black cats associated with witchcraft? Across medieval Europe, black cats were associated with superstition and bad luck. This association led them to be the perfect sidekick to any witch who wants to curse you. It was also believed that witches would transform into black cats, much like vampires become bats. In the U.S., the association with black cats started with the Puritan pilgrims from the Plymouth colony. The Puritans distrusted anything related to sorcery and witchcraft and brought these ideas over to the U.S. It became a tradition to burn a black cat on Shrove Tuesday to ensure you would not have house fires that year. Wow, that's pretty brutal. In the U.S., many shelters will not put black cats up for adoptions couldn't spit that out as they are worried that people may obtain them solely for Halloween. Are black cats bad luck? Hmm. Globally, black cats have different meaning and not all are associated with bad luck. Ancient Egyptians worshipped cats, specifically black cats, and saw them as gods. In Japan, black cats are seen to be a form of Cupid. They believed you are more likely to find love if you have a black cat. Wow. 
But across France and Spain, during medieval times, cats were associated with bad luck and curses. In medieval, medieval Germany, it was believed that if you had a black cat cross your path from left to right, you'd be cursed. Other myths of what black cats would bring to you include, if a black cat is resting on the bed of an ill person, it will bring them death. And if you turn your back to a black cat, you will become cursed. These myths and superstitions have stuck with us and are the initial building blocks to our mythical association with black cats. Hmm. There's a lot more that you can learn on the fact sites about black cats. I thought I'd just skim the fat and I just thought it was really interesting. In the U.S., many shelters won't put black cats up for adoption as they're worried that people would only want them for Halloween. People do that, though. I can remember during um, Finding Nemo, everybody wanted one of those little Nemos. 101 Dalmatians. Everybody went out and bought a Dalmatian. Beethoven, that movie way back. Now I'm dating myself. Everybody went out and bought a St. Bernard. Yeah. Certain pets, too, you have to really know that you're going to have them for a while, like an African gray parrot. You've got to, those, those things can live for 55 years plus or 75, I think 75 years, actually. All right, I think we had a good time. That was, that was good. Oh, boy. Our last little bit of... <sighs> Last little bit of horror and our last little scream that was fun hopefully you have some trick-or-treaters i doubt we will my city if you listen to the show we have just under eighteen thousand. um i live on a quiet street and we have candy but they just sometimes they just don't come and i doubt with this year oh speaking though before i end the show the oswego speedway um which is a uh, racetrack that has modifieds and super super modified race cars is opening up today to trick-or-treaters and so parents can stay in their car and drive around in it and my youngest daughter abby um is going to be a part of that for the credit union she works at and her whole job um where they're where she works they're dressing up as uh tiger king her boss is joe exotic and they're all going to be tigers <laughs> all right well, that was fun. I appreciate your time. As always, do your best to stay curious and not judgmental the best you can. I know that's not always easy. And focus on staying calm. Remember that depression is treatable and the feelings will not last forever. I'll talk to you again real soon. Peace. Mm -hmm.